You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. Keep an eye out because like I got a couple things in the work there that I'm really excited for. Today, we'll talk about some Bradley Beal landing spots if he leaves the Washington Wizards three Gators that I think are going to be breakout candidates this year, and which Florida Gator is killing the NIL game. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. And one last time this week, um, next week I'll be on vacation, so while there will be new episodes every day, I'll be recording them before I leave. So I apologize if any news happens while I'm gone. Uh, I'll get back to it when I get back. There's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's a Lockdown SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow the Lockdown SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, to start off today's show, we're talking about Bradley Beal and some possible landing spots. You know, real deal Bradley Beal, the number three overall pick in the NBA draft all the way back in 2012. Like, can I talk about that for a second real quick? Like, that makes me feel old as hell. I was still in high school when that happened. Like, that's how crazy that is. Uh, It's just ridiculous. Like, oh, man, do I feel old now. Also, another thing that makes me feel old, this coming NBA season is going to be Bradley Beal's 10th year in the NBA. Like that that's how long ago it was. It's going to be his 10th year that Bradley Emmanuel Beal is is in the NBA. I almost said as a Washington Wizard. We don't know if that one's going to be true. That's the whole point of this segment. But um yeah, you know, it's been reported I feel, I feel like every year there's a cycle of Bradley Beal wants to leave Washington. Bradley Beal says something cryptic. Bradley Beal decides he's not going to leave Washington. But guess what? Every other year, I wasn't covering the Gators as uh, as up close as I am now. And now, I get to talk about it a bit. So I'm going to have some fun with it. Um, of course, Bradley Beal landing spots. Are, any team would be lucky to have a player that's not just as good as Bradley Beal, but as consistent as Bradley Beal is. Because, of course, uh, throughout his career, he averages 22 points per game. This past year, he had 31.3, and he was challenging Steph Curry for the scoring title. Um, Unfortunately, that didn't happen. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, that didn't happen. But, I mean, he was up there, hamstring injury, late in the year, really kind of of knocked him out of it there. But, I mean, 32 points per game is what Steph Curry had. Uh, So, Bradley Beal, 0.7 points per game behind him and then second place was like 29 or 28 so those two were in a league of their own scoring wise this year uh they were just absolute freaks um it, it's pretty sick to be able to talk about like bradley beal with steph curry uh 
just as like the two best scorers in the league this year. And, and, just don't, don't get me wrong, first team to talk about as a possible landing spot for Bradley Beal, the Golden State Warriors. Like, imagine, so I, I just went through it. Steph Curry was first in scoring in the NBA this year. Bradley Beal, second, or per game at least. Uh, Steph Curry was first, Bradley Beal was second. Imagine the two of them on the same team. That would be ridiculous. Of course, the Warriors... I'm assuming would have to get rid of Clay Thompson at that point, um, which honestly I would do that in a heartbeat. Again, like the two leading scorers in the NBA, you could put them on the same team. You don't need a defender, like you don't like. Sure, Clay might be a better defender than Bradley Beal, or likely is, but you get my point. Uh, having those two scorers on the court at the same time, just I like I would hate myself if I had to defend that. It'd be impossible. Like the, the Warriors can create the cap space in every league. The cap is well, exactly is cap. It's a lie. Like every year, every team, every year we see a team in every league just do miraculous things with the salary cap, and it's like how, and it's like because it's a fake thing. Like look at the Chiefs. They're paying Pat Mahomes like forty-five million dollars, and they went out and they were big-time players in free agency this past season. So the cap is bull. Um, it's bull cap. <laughs> but Bradley Beal's getting healthy. The Warriors are getting healthy and getting more competitive. So pairing Steph and Bradley Beal, just like good luck. Not even the league, or not even the Western Conference, the whole league. Uh, another team would be the Celtics. Uh, they could use an elite scorer and really a shot creator. Like That's a team that's just I mean, they have Jason Tatum is a beast. I'm not taking a single thing away from him. I love Jason Tatum, um, but like they're they're kind of lacking some explosiveness there. Uh, like Jalen uh, Jalen Brown would probably be the guy that that leaves uh, in this trade, so that's why I'm not including him um, because yeah, they'd, they'd probably lose Jalen Brown, so that's why I'm not including him. And he's he's very good. Um, but he's not Bradley Beal. Like, that's my point. Like, Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal would just be freaky. And, like, you have defense there because you'd have Marcus Smart, who's I one of the um, most hated players in the NBA, I'll say. But he's one of my favorite because he is so dang irritating. Um, that it, It's just, it it's awesome. <laughs> like, I, I would love to see jason tatum with bradley beal like i love jason tatum all the way back from when he was in high school i believe because playing 2k with like the future draft classes i'd have him and he'd be a freakazoid um so yeah i've I've loved jason tatum i would love to see jason tatum paired with bradley beal i think that would be absolutely awesome um and the third team is one that i've heard a little bit of chatter about because they have a star that is openly like pretty much done with the team um this philadelphia 76ers is also the one that i would least like because granted uh celtics 76ers and knicks are all in the same division um i like the celtics because when they had rondo uh rondo's one of my favorite players of all time so i like the celtics i hate the 76ers um but they could be a very good fit for bradley beal because they have the capital to get him um we know this just by looking at well ben simmons is on his way out pretty much and the wizards they they've got a they've got a bit of work to do to uh 
to get back to the playoffs, really, because this is a team that, I mean, they made playoffs, but they were still below 500. And they had Bradley Buell going off, and they had Russell Westbrook going off, but they were still below 500. Like, this is a team that has a lot of needs and got carried to the playoffs by these two. Like, that, that's another thing that people aren't really talking about enough. Like, Hachimura, fantastic. But it's a team that has a lot of needs right now. And obviously, like we know, Bradley Beal, I mean, uh, Russell Westbrook is gone. He is a Laker now. So Bradley Beal is the guy, and he's on his way out. Um, so that's another thing where it's like, well, they, they've got a need. Like, you've got, you can get a guy who Ben Simmons can be your. I mean, not going to be an elite scorer, but he could be your primary ball handler, so you immediately replace the need of having uh, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal are both usually ball-dominant guards, so you can replace that ball, that primary ball handler role by bringing Ben Simmons in. Um, he's still he's a pretty good defender. I'm, I'm like, he's, I don't even want to say, like, Ben Simmons is a good defender. Uh, great rebound. He's a triple-double threat on any night, but he's not a primary scorer. That's the biggest issue with him. Uh, so Bradley Beal would immediately go there with Joel Embiid. Uh, pretty sure Tobias Harris is still there. And like they're missing a an elite scoring guard. Uh, Joel Embiid, by the way, had 28.5 points per game last year. So you would still have the elite scorer with, a, with another, I'll say another elite scorer in Joel Embiid, just like a different kind of elite scorer, which by the way, I love because Joel Embiid is like the classic throwback post uh, set. I mean, granted, he can, he can shoot from three, like I'm not saying he can't, but Joel Embiid is a classic post scorer, and that would be an awesome combination with Bradley Beal spacing the floor, Joel Embiid dominating these smaller bigs in the league now. It'd be a beautiful thing. And like again, all of these teams, I think, are fantastic fits for Bradley Beal. As we go with anticipation for the football season, let's start building our bodies, too. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar champion Coconut Brownie Chunk. Personally, I'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. If you're trying to eat clean but you've got a sweet tooth like me, that is no longer a problem. I got vacation. I leave tomorrow, ladies and gents. Like I leave tomorrow, and Built Bar has helped me um, restrict the damage that I did <laughs> by not sticking to my diet. Built Bar is your low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and of course, most importantly, high-fiber solution. You can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order that is LOCKED. L-O-C-K-E-D, no space, 1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Talking up next, we got the Gators football breakout candidates. Uh, three players that I think can really break out this year, and I'm really looking forward to watching. And I've spoken about them before, but I, I want to explain a little bit about why I think they'll be able to break out this year. Um if, if I may, if you <laughs> listen to it. Uh, so, of course, first up is someone that I've spoken about pretty frequently. And, like, I covered him in the wide receiver episode. I covered him in the who will be wide receiver one episode. Jacob Copeland, wearing number one. Like, that, he's someone that we have to be excited for. And if you're not excited for, I'm sorry that your life is the way it is. Like, because you really should be excited for Jacob Copeland here. 
Jacob Copeland is, of course, going to be filling the Kadarius Tony role more than anything else. Like, I don't want to say he's going to fill that exact role because he's a different player. He's probably a little bit less dynamic than Kadarius Tony. Um, so I don't want to say he can fill that role exactly, but I do think that we'll see him play uh, both the slot outside um, in the backfield. I think that like the kind of backfield role might be taken up a little bit by like I want to see Jordan Pouncey back there like he played running back in high school I want to see him line up a little bit back there just as a receiver that can play in the backfield like we know I'm very happy with our running backs this year uh but Jacob Copeland of course wasn't used much last year and again it's to no fault of his own like he had Kadarius Tony he had Kyle Pitts he had Trayvon Grimes like and we went a lot of two tight end sets last year, like it was, which is weird considering we were a team that couldn't run the ball effectively. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jacob Copeland was just someone that he just like he didn't get the opportunity last year, and it's again, I think, to no fault of his own. It's just a matter of what we were doing offensively, who we had offensively, and now he's the next man up. It's as simple as that. Like it's nothing to. Uh, to really be, uh, I don't want to say embarrassed about, because like, I know he's not embarrassed by it, but like, it's nothing to harp on that he couldn't get the snaps that he saw, uh, like he couldn't get the snaps that we wanted him to see, uh, because he was behind great players, and like, it's the same thing with Kadarius Tony. like last year, when uh, or this past year when he was going into the draft, people were like, hey, uh, a little worried about his lack of productivity throughout the rest of his career, it's like, he was behind NFL receivers, that's the same thing with Jacob Copeland, he was behind NFL receivers. It's not like he just wasn't good enough. Like, that's that's an irritating thing that he's going to answer this year. I know it. Uh, next up is Brenton Cox Jr., an edge rusher for the Gators, which is just... I love Gators edge rushers. Like, I wanted to talk about Zachary Carter a bit more, but, like, he's not a breakout candidate. He led the team in sacks last year. He's probably going to do it again this year. But if he doesn't, Brenton Cox Jr. is your guy. Um, I'm recording this right now, like during uh, or at, right after Dan Mullen's press conference and you know you guys are probably listening during practice um <laughs> but Brenton Cox is expected to be uh, not necessarily a full go but he's someone that his health is better than uh Georgia reports it uh because that's something that they shouldn't be doing at all uh but hate them <laughs> but Brenton Cox Jr. is someone who he had off-season issue. He's he's getting back to it. He's getting back healthy. And on tape, he has shown just a ton of flashes. Like he has insane potential. He just has not been productive to this point. But we're really hoping that this year he's going to start hitting home and having a having Brenton Cox Jr. and Zachary Carter on the outside. Like that's one of the reasons that I think Brenton Cox could really break out because Zachary Carter is going to take a ton of attention. And so Brenton could just hopefully get in there with more one-on-ones. Uh, and honestly, I think the defense is going to, you know, make some adjustments, clean up, grow a bit. And I'll, I'll get into that in a later episode about what I think this defense can do to hit home more. But like Brenton Cox Jr. is that dude that I'm really expecting to break out. And then we also have starting corner now, Jaden Hill. Uh, he's going to be starting opposite Kair Elam or at least... That is the expectation at this point for Jaden Hill to start opposite Kair Elam. Like, that's what everything has been pointing towards. So, I mean, he's he's got that uh, that expectation on him to be a very good corner because despite their lack of success in the NFL over the past few years, I'll say, uh, 
Florida corners, like, we still expect a lot from you. And Jaden Hill, starting opposite Kyrie Elam, like, he's going to see a lot of targets coming his way. He's got high expectations. Kyrie Elam, we know, is just, I, I cannot explain enough how much of a monster he is and how much I love him and love what he could do. Um, but now he's got Jaden Hill opposite because for much of the offseason, we were asking the question of who will be filling that role opposite Kair because, again, like we, we're expecting big things from Kair. We, we know we're going to get big things from Kair. So we need to make sure that we're not weak on the opposite side. And Jaden Hill has kind of picked up that, uh, that slack, I say. Or I'll say, and he, he's kind of filling that role, and he's going to see a lot of targets, if we're being completely honest. And honestly, I'm cool with it because I think he's going to just make a ton of plays on the ball. Like, that's why I think he's a breakout candidate. I don't think he'll be a shutdown corner. No, I don't think so. Um, it's hard to do, man. Like, it, it's a genuinely difficult thing to do. Um, but I do think that Jaden Hill will make the most out of the targets that he sees, and hopefully make some plays that can kind of change some games around completely because the defense needs to pick up for where the offense is possibly going to be lacking this year. And to wrap up today's show, we're talking about which Florida Gator has been killing the NIL game. Simple. Javon Dexter. What an animal. Like, I've even reached out to him just to be like, hey, like, I love how you're handling NIL, I love how you're presenting yourself, all this, like you're killing it. Uh, he's, a, he's an awesome dude. Um, but he's been doing just about everything right. And of course, uh, there are mixed feelings on NIL. And if you don't know, NIL's name, image, likeness. I've covered, ex- covered it extensively. Uh, so if this is your first time listening, welcome. Um, if it's not, uh, then you know the deal. Like, you know, I love name, image, likeness. I love what it can do for players. I've even said like, I work in finance. I want to help players plan their retirement. Uh, NIL allows them to do that easier because they have the shortest careers with the longest retirements. It's an insane thing. Uh, their benefits also suck, by the way, but that's not that's not part of the show. <laughs> um, uh, so Jervon Dexter has been killing the NIL game. He has, I mean, he's got his own fan site to help him build a brand, which is an awesome idea. Um, I believe he's got some merchandise on there, which a lot of players are doing. A lot of players want to open their own clothing lines, like not just merchandise, but straight up clothing lines. Um, That one I'm a little eh on because if everybody wants to do it, it's just an already uh, oversaturated market. You're just contributing to that then. Uh, But Javon Dexter has the deals with uh, Dream Sports Group. He's got, and their scouting agency. He's got deals with Recruit Nation, United States. Uh, GrowCredit.com. And the thing that made me want to cover this in a whole segment was that Javon Dexter has signed a season-long deal with State Farm and specifically a singular State Farm agent uh, in Florida, which is a genius thing. Um, Like, it's it's a a great idea. I love every bit of it. I love what Javon Dexter's been doing to market himself and kind of, I don't want to say get his name out there, really, because like we, we know who he is, um, but to establish himself as a marketable player and a marketable marketable person and character, like I think he's done 
a fantastic job to also establish himself kind of as a leader in the NIL space. Like we've seen it with uh, Florida State's Mackenzie Milton and Miami's Derek King, where they've established themselves as leaders and pioneers of the NIL um, era. And Javon Dexter's kind of been doing that for Florida, which is an awesome thing. And because all those deals that I listed, which uh, were Dream Sports Group, State Farm, uh, GrowCredit.com, Recruit Nation US, uh, he's done all those in just the past two weeks. Like I stopped scrolling down his Twitter feed because I was like, okay, like he's got a lot of things going on, which is awesome. If he can maintain his focus and maintain his play on the field, then yes, that is awesome. That is sick that he's doing this. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of give him a little bit of credit for being so proactive with something. And like he's he's clearly been safe about it too because no place that he's worked with um, has been a... I want to say no place he's worked with has been like a questionable or possibly... Um, I don't, I don't really, uh, possibly like illegal place, uh, illegal in the sense of like a place that'll cause him to lose eligibility. Like he's not working with, uh, to my knowledge, he's not a barstool athlete, which people have said like, Hey, barstool is connected to a sports book. So it could be a little problematic or he's not with like draft Kings or anything like that. So that's one great thing that he's been working on that I love, uh, because he's been pairing himself with smart places, uh, and like growcredit.com is like a great place to or a great uh, field to work in like he's, he's been picking the right places and that's really what i love because he's been picking the right places while also building just himself as a brand with his own website um he's doing huge things nil wise like he he's i don't i don't know how much money he's making i don't even want to speculate on that but i i love what he's doing and like he is a true leader in the NIL space, which is an awesome thing to see straight out of Gainesville. Um, but that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me Monday, as I'll be in Miami, but we'll talk about some training camp updates for Florida Gators in the NFL. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. This is W H O L E. N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out Locked On HBCU, hosted by Reggie Flood, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On HBCU debuted last Monday, or well, this past Monday. And again, like I've been ranting and raving. Like I love it. I'm so proud of it. I'm so happy for it. I'm so excited for it. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Betting on the Gators doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Podcast, or Locked On Bets Podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you listen to podcasts.